Okay, taping this 8 p.m. Eastern on Monday, June 5th, but this is episode 7 of the Breaks Down Pod, powered by 528 Collectibles. I'm Adam Hartog. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tom Frey. Tom, how you doing? Not too bad. Ready to get this episode going. Yeah, this is the first time we're doing it virtually, obviously, and it has taken us actually, and by us, I mean you, a shorter amount of time to get everything set up. So, new new um what's the word peter rosenberg uses new vehicle for us oh yes yes so, uh new learning curves but yeah I'm, I'm excited to get this one going so we'll start like always with the one big thing i think i went first last episode so do you want to kick it off here yeah uh i'll start it up my one big thing this week is that karen benzema is leaving uh real madrid and heading to saudi arabia he he signed a deal sheet for three years, $643 million, which means he'll be making $214 million a year or $4.12 million a week. He is very much so still a premier player. He won the Ballon d'Or last year, so and he scored 23 goals in 33 games this year in La Liga and Champions League. He's now the second very high profile soccer slash football player to head to Saudi Arabia uh, following Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously. We've already seen um, Saudi Arabian backed leagues sort of really impact American leagues with the Live Golf Tour, where they took about half of the good players. Uh, Now that they're offering this much money to players and top players what's stopping them from doing this in every sport we've already seen teams backed with that much money make major waves in their respective leagues the first one that comes to mind is man city who went from nothing to the easily the best team in the premier league out of nowhere just by getting such an influx of money let's say uh, there was a Saudi Arabian basketball league and they offered this year's top 10 prospects $300 million to go to their league. Are they taking it? Like, is this, is this a serious thing that we, that we or just American sports in general needs to worry about? Because if players are getting this much money thrown at them, what's to stop them from going there? I'm not sure what the future of this is. It's something I think about quite a bit. I think that, for something like golf and soccer where the popularity is global and in the case of soccer really transcends everything. I think it's pretty fair to say that soccer is the most popular thing that exists, I think. Shared common interest. I, I'd say so. Something like the NFL, it's not going to happen because there's just no interest. They don't care about it there, I would imagine, with golf states. That's fair. That's fair. WWE. Yeah, but also, uh, I mean, baseball probably not, but basketball. Basketball is an international game now. Yeah, no, I think I think the most likely sport for it to happen next is probably basketball. And it's it's just a, it's really just a crazy thought. He Benzema's making so much money that I saw the number and I couldn't believe my eyes. It's for three years. That's eight. That six hundred forty-three million is so much money. Yeah. So it was just the number was astronomical, and it made me just think that. I mean, who knows where this could go? I have no idea. If you don't mind me 
uh, interjecting with some some Benzema stats for those that aren't familiar with his body of work. He joined Real Madrid in 2009, the same summer that they brought Cristiano Ronaldo over from Manchester United. He made 647 appearances for the club, 354 goals, which is second only to Ronaldo, 165 assists, which is the most in club history. Like you said, he won the Ballon d'Or last year, five Champions League titles, four La Liga titles, five Club World Cups, and three Copa del Reyes. So he's certainly on on the Mount Rushmore or in the conversation for Los Blancos' best player of all time. Definitely in the discussion and one of the best strikers of all time, honestly. It's, Definitely. To get to get two players like him and Ronaldo, even if they're – I mean, I don't know if Benzema's even past his prime. He literally won best player in the year last year. But two players – Champions League. Yeah, so two players who are still very, very good is a is a crazy feat for them. And not just very good, but very prominent, very known names. 14 years later. Yeah, so it's just some food for thought, I think. Yeah, uh, my, my one big thing of the week, again, naming rights still available for purchase, price can be discussed <laughs> offline, is also a soccer one, kind of related. Zlatan, I'm sure you've heard, is retiring from soccer. He is 41 years old. He made his debut for Malmo in Sweden in 1999. He made stops at Ajax, Juventus, Inter, Barcelona, PSG, Manchester United, the LA Galaxy, and AC Milan during his 22-year career. 561 goals for club and country puts him 14th most all-time. He's Sweden's all-time leading goal scorer with 62 he wrote a really co-wrote a really enjoyable autobiography. I think you read it. I'm not 100% sure. It's called I Am Zlatan. It makes you really like the guy. He is one of the most iconic strikers of all time, certainly for our generation where he was playing elite club level football, essentially from the time we were even able to realize what that was. He scored one of the most iconic goals of all time, the bicycle free kick from really far out against England. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the Swede departing the game? Aside from just being an iconic like player, he's just an iconic figure. He's just the stuff of legend. Like, have you seen? I know I don't think you've watched Ted Lasso yet, but you should. I've they base a character first two seasons. Oh, Rue Rue is just showing me today. My brother was just showing me yes. uh, Zava. Yes, Zava, and he's Zava. exactly just he's exactly Zlatan. And yeah. it's and it's it's such a it seems like a caricature, but that's kind of what he is. He's just literally like a made up character. That's how he acts. So it's just it's kind pretty sad to see someone like that, such an entertaining figure, retire basically. But incredible career, you know, all of the above. Hats off to Zlatan. Mm-hmm. Next guest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we are joined by a very special guest today, Mike Frey, the founder and owner of 528 Collectibles. Thanks for coming on the pod. This is our first interview, so this is a pretty important moment. We're very excited to have you on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be the first interview. 
Sweet. For those who don't know, Mike is uh, is my brother, so it's a little weird interviewing him. But uh, yeah, so for uh, first question, I wanted to get you to talk about the early days of Five Two Eight. What uh, what inspired you to start the business? Well, I've always collected my whole life. Um, you know, we collected. You have. I found most of my collection and merged with your collection when I got back into this. So. Um, honestly, we were living in a different house and my wife kind of just came to me and said, we're having another baby. You have two options. You can go through your collection in the basement that you've never looked at, or I'm going to throw it out. So at this time I went back down to my collection and I started to go through it. And it was right after the boom and you could literally sell every card for hundreds of dollars if they were graded. And I'm saying, I'm looking at my collection. Oh my God, I got, these are great condition cards. I got a million dollars here. So I did what everybody else did. I got cards together and sent cards to PSA. And then I waited a year for them to come back like everybody else. (laughs) Um, while I'm waiting for them to come back, I'm thinking, oh man, I should probably start a business here because I'm going to have all this income with, with no expenses. So I started 528 just to, you know, get into this as a, as a business. I actually didn't know the part about uh, your wife telling me she was going to throw them all away. Yeah, it was, I'm yeah, going to throw it all away. away. I'm going to go through it, donate it or something. And, but, you know, then the cards yeah. came back and after a year of being, in this hobby again and the knowledge I got just after a year when they finally did come back that I was not a millionaire and um, I laughed at some of the submissions. I was like, how the heck did I let myself submit this card? This card isn't even worth five cents, let alone a million dollars. But there were some good ones that came back and they're still in the store. They'll never be sold. They're part of they're part of who this store is. Yeah. Like the Ozzy Smith rookie. Um, that, that will never get sold. I was, yeah. I was cracking up when you were talking about that, just because thinking of all the people that come into the store certain that they're going to be able to buy a yacht with the one card they bring in and uh, have, it's the hardest it's- thing. It's the hardest thing to do in the store is, you know, tell some, and a lot of these people have kept their collections, you know, pristine and it was during the junk wax era and they come in and they're so proud of their collections and for them to, you know, they're expecting finally, I, I worked myself up to, to, to cut, cut loose with, with, with my prized possession. And I'm definitely going to get money out of this. Right. And you look at them and you're just like, Oh man, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, these cars aren't worth what you think they are. That's, that's the toughest thing. Yeah, I mean, our own our own dad, we've had to have that collection with because he was the one who got us into collecting. Yeah. And he has all these cards, and they're just I, uh, I, not worth anything. I mean, Adam, the, that lady that came in the store the other day with the World's Fair cards, she's like, it's from 1939. It has to be worth, you know, at least $1,000. And I'm looking, I'm like, listen, lady, I'm sorry, but you could buy the same exact mint condition set for $26 on eBay right now. And I like I had to I tried my best to be nice and let her down, but she just she just kept pushing and 
Finally, I was just like, all right, I'll give you a hundred dollars for everything. Just, just cause I, <laughs> I really can't stay here anymore, but that doesn't happen often. Don't, don't come in the store and try that. Now that I put that out there, I'm not giving everybody a hundred dollars. I just felt so, so bad for this woman. One off incident. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a, I was a, I was a moment of weakness. I had a lot to do. I was alone in the store and I was just like, all right, listen, would a hundred dollars, you know, to help. <laughs> And I didn't even have it. I went out to my car and I got it. <laughs> hey, what's the cost of therapy to forget this conversation uh, with this woman? Straight off. But it, it, it happens more than, than often, you know. It's just, it's, and then like you, you go through all the cards with them, and you, you know, they're just like, "Well, make me an offer." And I'm like, "Listen, I, I can't." You know, there's, there's so much work in a lot of these collections that you just can't make an offer. And some people just don't, you know, they. They just don't get the hint and they keep bringing it. And I, you know, I'm trying to build a community. The store's still new and I'm trying to do the right thing by everybody. But some people just need to give a, give it up after like you go through six or 700 cards with them. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, but can you just one last, one last box? Can you take a look? And it's the same, same thing. It's this <laughs> endless tops 87, you know, 46 copies of no name guys. And then they finally have like the few cards that could be worth something and they're just creased or just, uh, but I, yeah. I actually kind of have a follow-up to go off that a little bit. What is the most painful collectible that you've seen that you've heard about somebody throwing out? Like somebody comes into the store and they're like, Oh, that's worth 20 grand. I threw one of those out 12 years ago or uh, that happens every, that. every day. I mean, these people that, yeah, we used to throw the Mickey Mantle cards at the wall. Just to, like I don't get that whole thing, but you know, we used to throw them to see if they could stick in the fence. And I'm just like, whew, got a million. But I think the most painful story comes from one of your friends, and I could be wrong, but one of your friends with the Pokemon cards, how he had all the brothers, and and he wrote his name. So that he identified, oh, he could identify the cards. I tell people the story all the time. I'm like, he had all these yeah. cards, but you know, his mom or somebody wrote the initials on the corner somewhere. And you know, you know what happens when you write on a card, the value mm -hmm. definitely takes a nice hit. So that's, that's one of the most painful stories. Cause, oh man, first edition Charizard with Steven's initials on it is, is not. Yeah. It was, it was, Stephen and his two brothers were fighting over the cards. So I think they all were like, fine, we're going to mark them up so that we know who's is who. And then, yeah, go back in a time machine, put a sticker on the top loader or something. You know? yeah. 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 But who knew? But, uh, I just heard a story of someone who had all of their binders in their closet and their mom saw them collecting dust and gave them away. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well, didn't even ask grandma gave, gave dad's whole comic collection, you know, first edition supermans and just donated them and he gave back from college and they were gone. And, you know, dad says that he had maybe a few million dollars in comics just whoosh, somewhere. Yep. Everyone's got the story. Yep. What were, uh, what were the early growing pains with five to eight? What would you, uh, what would you do differently? There's a lot of growing pains. Um, what would I do differently though? I don't know. I had a lot of fun the, the way I, everything that I did, what's up buddy? Little five is here. 
everything I did kind of shaped, you know, the community, everything that we've built you know, at the struggles. I don't know if I change anything differently. Uh, maybe the way that we purchase things with the knowledge I have now and, you know, when it was hot, I would have probably started purchasing things a little differently. You know, in the beginning, we were just sniping boxes off of whatever store we could find and with that few, few target mornings and uh, well, we got nothing. Yeah, we got nothing at all. But um, once I got off of buying from eBay, it's amazing. You know, the hits started getting significantly better. And because we were buying everybody's leftover eBay, everybody's cases with the leftover boxes. So once we we had, you know, established product coming in from real reputable places, we, you know, maybe I would have cut out a few weeks of that in the beginning. Um, if I could change one thing, it would be to put a table in your basement so that I could have sorted on a table yeah. in, instead of your floor. That would be my one, the one thing I would change. Yeah, it was, but uh, you know, it's such a different world now with, with breaking on drip and breaking just in general, where I used to fill a break, then turn the camera on so I could plan my life around it. Now it's, you turn the camera on to fill a break and it's just with having the three kids, it's just, it's really impossible for me to, to be consistently breaking. And I lost touch with a lot of, a lot of really great people that I, you know, became friends with through this, through, through me breaking and, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of them. I check in, but I had a really, really good community going when I was breaking. And I do miss, I do miss that, but. I, that was actually my next question was if you miss breaking, but. I, I miss breaking, but I don't miss, but now like to get back into it now, it's just. I'm getting. Uh, the five and five, two, eight is. the five and five, two, eight is, is. Stepped in the building here. So. Hey, buddy. What's up, bud? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't say hi to your uncle? Say hi. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Oh, can you not hear me? <laughs> what? Michael. He What's can't hear on? you. He can't oh. hear you because it's in my ear. So tell him to say, you what, see he says hi to, my, to Adam? I spent a lot of time. time. Yeah. Um, time with him he's my nephew true recently oh all right buddy you finish here and then i'll go you just caught him all yeah this will be good for the instagram to show that i'm not loved by my (laughs) maybe you could edit that out (laughs) um do i miss breaking i miss no you know what i don't because i kind of hang out in the in the chat room anyway while they're breaking yeah, getting all the perks without all yeah, the Yeah, and drawbacks. I still sit in and I still, you know, I don't actually, like, I still will help sort and sleep and sit in on the computer sometimes, but it's just a lot because, you know, we go live for like hours and just a lot going on now. So, yes and no. I miss, I miss the old way of breaking, but I miss, I don't, I still, I still get everything that I used to get. My next question is, For those that are unfamiliar with the brand, what would you want them to know are things that set 528 apart? Uh, Well, I thought you were going with the logo, how it's definitely a whale and not a shark, but 
I've just leaned into it being both. Yeah, I, I, whatever. It's a good conversation. Starter. Whatever people want it to be. Yeah. Um, we really don't need to be doing this. You know, this is we're legitimately doing this because it's a hobby and it's fun. And if I all this went away, like my life would not change. Like I, we, none of us, you know, we all fill in and do this on our own time. And so this is, this is purely for fun and there's no greed in this. It's, you know, obviously, yes, we like to make money, but we're, we truly are doing this uh, because it's a good time. It's a, it's a hobby. You know, I, I tried to explain that to, to people all the time. Like you go play around a golf, it could be 300 bucks. You could spend $300 on cards. It's the same deal, but you get the card. When you're done playing golf, you're, you have the memory of golf. That's it. So this is truly a hobby for us. It sets us apart. I guess we're, we're very, we try to help everybody here because everybody, we're, we're new to this too. Still, I mean, it's been like three or four years, but you go back to first day I got back into collecting and I'm subbing out 50 cards to PSA. Like I was just as new as a lot of these people that are coming in here and starting. So we try to try to help be the voice that I didn't have in my ear when I got back into this. Yeah. Passing it on. Passing it there on. were a lot of people that definitely helped us on the way. So Mike is, is kind of, I would say beyond just being the store owner and, you know, part-time breaker. It's also, you see all the people that come into the store and almost like a mentor role, which is like his dream. So he's Shifu looking. <laughs> yeah. Just always, just always look it out. Adam with his terminology is always spot it's, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. It's Kung Fu Panda <laughs> character. Yeah. Let's get into a little bit of the meat. The uh, meat. What's uh, the meat of the episode? What do you see with the, the future of the hobby, especially with everything with fanatics and all that? It's going to change a lot. Every, like every month is going to be a different, things are just going to be changing. Uh, for the better, I hope, I, I, from what, you know, tops and fanatics tells me, it sounds, you know, wonderful what they're trying to do. And, um, uh, they, nobody's had the licenses for this long. So they have enough time that they can plan out the next decade and really with the partnerships that they've formed with the athletes can really make this a, even bigger than it is. If you can imagine. Do you see it as being good for just growing the hobby or do you think it'll be good for retaining people? Because a lot of people funnel in, they buy some cards, they funnel out. Do you think any of these changes will help the staying power of the hobby? That's a good question because they do funnel in and funnel out. That's it, it happens. It's the nature of it's, it. It's always going to happen though because you know the people are going to come in from seeing a sale and be like oh i want to make a million dollars and then realize that it's not easy to make a million dollars in this so um staying power is yeah i i mean it's all going to be how kids and the next generation comes up and how they they approach this if and if they mass produce everything and you know it it goes back to the way it was in the eighties. It's going to be tough for, for staying power, but they, they're preaching a lot of community stuff, a lot of, you know, trade nights and making it, making it like cool to hang out. Like, 
So I think it's going to be a good thing for the for the staying power, definitely. Michael Rubin has the connections he has in the sports and entertainment world are up there with anybody. So they're probably going to have a lot of opportunities to make big events. Um, and a lot of this hobby is kind of fostering a sense of connection with some of your heroes and your idols and these famous athletes. And he's and already done it too. I mean, that, that clip, I don't know if you guys saw the Devin Booker, I believe it was Devin Booker with the girl in the hobby shop and she was there PCing Devin Booker and Michael Rubin walked in, bang, whipped out a cell phone. Now you have Devin Booker on the phone talking to this girl. I mean, that, that's, that's a memory that you're not going to get playing golf. So <laughs> unless Tiger Woods is on the course. Unless Tiger Woods is on the course, but you're right. That he does have that that connect those connections. Yeah, so it's the chance to establish these events, which further the the connection that people that are collecting these athletes, their cards can feel. And I would think that if if a little kid has the opportunity to meet, let's say Patrick Mahomes at an event sponsored by Fanatics, who is making and licensing these cards then they might not even go as a collector. They just might go to meet one of their favorite athletes, and then they're introduced through that avenue to yeah. a whole new world that they haven't hadn't experienced before. Well, yeah, I mean, 100%. It's, and the players are going to be more receptive to, to being there because of the contracts that they have with Fanatics and, you know, the deal that they have with the players associations now. The players, you know, in theory, should get more involved because they're going to make more, more money and the more cards that are purchased. Do you think that the partnerships with Fanatics could potentially lead to a shift in market demand for cards that are licensed directly with athletes, but not necessarily with leagues or teams? It's really too early to tell. I mean, there's only going to be one show in town. So there's there's always going to be people that, you know, go after a big name and have, you know, an unlicensed card for them. So, uh, but will it stick? It's just, it depends. People like the Prism brand. People like the, the Panini brands. So if Panini continues to manufacture what they, you know, unlicensed cards with their brands then it could make shift towards it but again like i said everything could change any minute you know fanatics could be own those brands tomorrow so i can't make a prediction of that all right so that kind of leads me into something i wanted to ask you i just thought of it earlier so in terms of obviously there's a big market for you know mlb nfl nba cards but there's recently, at least I've noticed, everyone who's coming into the shop is asking for F1 or UFC or WWE or even soccer. But soccer which, like, I just soccer is, is huge in, in our store, which is nuts. Yeah, so if you had to, this is going to be a little takey as opposed to experience, but like if you had to pick one of those non-big three collecting sports to bet on succeeding, soccer. which would you pick? Soccer. Just because of the size of the game? Just because of well, the let's soccer. Let's remove soccer base. from it because soccer is such a big sport. Let's go with some of the more niche markets: UFC, F1, and WWE. Well, wrestling has always had. I mean, Adam's got, you know, what are you listing? Three hundred cards of wrestling from nineteen ninety three. Ninety eight. 
98. Yeah, they've always had the cards, but they haven't always had the the value. Yeah, well, they that they do now. Value set by the buyers. So, I mean, is wrestling ever going to get that much bigger than it is right now? So, I would Probably have to not. remove wrestling right off the bat. There is kind of a the wrestling fans are wrestling fans. It, it's going to be organic growth if and you know. So I would have to remove wrestling. Not saying that re- there's anything wrong with collecting wrestling or no, anything. No, you're like a wrestling fan. So you, uh, I just from as opposed to like what's going to be the next thing. Probably not wrestling. UFC is going to be tough too because it's just again the small. It, it's it's growing, but it's growing here a lot more than it is worldwide. So if I had to say formula one would probably be my next after soccer. I think not, or, it but, seems not, like it's, but hockey's still very popular. So like you have to, I, that would, be, I didn't, but I just didn't consider hockey to be a growth market. Like the others, I hockey is kind of yeah, squarely uh, hockey is in, in its popularity. Big, I think it's not a big three. I think it's a big four with hockey in there. Yeah, yeah, I, but I, it's a big four. But I think, at least in terms of my understanding of the popularity, it's it's squarely in fourth. Yeah, it, it is. But if you had to but say yeah, so what's going to pr- produce the next million dollar card, I, besides baseball, football, basketball, and you know Gretzky's card could very well be a million dollars. I would have to go Formula One. I don't think wrestling is going to have a million sense. dollar card. I think the what about the, the Rock? The Rock, or John Cena. The Rock card just went for, like I think it was three hundred thousand or two hundred eighty something thousand, which is still awesome. But yeah, I but can't. I, I don't it. know if they'll ever have a star as big as the I, Rock again. No, but in twenty, like that card will probably be a million dollars one day. It's just true. What's going to get there faster? I think it would probably be like Lewis Hamilton or Verstappen or a card like that. I think people would want to know this. People who are big fans of Mikey Caps, who are who do you PC the most aside from Cam Thomas, which I think is pretty well known. Well, you know, Mikel Bridges is you know now entered the. I PC a lot of Marvel cards. I have a secret collection. Um, I have a lot of raw Kobe's. Um, a lot of raw MJ's that I just have no desire to get grids because I don't care it, it was, like my PC is in a binder in my house for me and for me to look at I don't care what it grades I don't care what it's worth it's my PC so I have a lot of you know Kobe Jordan T-Max Shaq's like the players that I liked when I used to be really into watching basketball and now like Mikel Bridges, Camp Thomas. I had a lot of Durant and Kyrie's, but shipped those off to PWCC when they broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, when they were the biggest failure of this generation. It's I don't know if they were or Paul Pierce and Garnett and that's true. Deron Williams. I think- I've I've had a lot of big failures as a net fan. Yeah, that's true. You should have just stayed a Knicks fan. The heartbreak is mm-hmm. less now. Yeah, I don't know. It's all the same heartbreak. 
we're all sitting here watching other teams play for the championship. Sad, depressing thought, but yeah. Do you have a dream chase card, like something that you would put in a standalone display case next to like a TV in a man cave? The Holy Grail. The Holy yeah. Grail for me personally. Um, like a triple logo man or something like that? I would want like a Jordan and Kobe and LeBron triple autograph from Upper Deck. Some of those cards are really nice. That would be a 100% a dream card. And it doesn't even have to be a specific card. Just like one of those. Like I would take the out of 5,000 version of the card and I'd be happy with it. But I don't think there is out of 5,000 version of that card. Probably not. But uh, I know this is an interview for Mike, but Ad, what's your answer? Um, I, I've been I've seen a lot of cool, messy rookie cards that are significantly out of my price range. Yeah. Uh, something like that would be cool. I mean, Lundquist is the price point is way lower on that. I saw a lot of cool Manzel ones. Uh, there's one he's that he's coming signed. back. He's 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 signing a new new product. That's cool. I saw some that he signed Johnny F and football uh, on the card. So maybe something like that. Do you, do you have one Tom? We'll throw it back to you. I'm just curious. A Jalen Bronson uh, rookie. No, I would. Uh, Neil Aquino. Oh yeah. I used to have to get oh, him those no. cards all the time. Any Neil Aquino <laughs> card that I, that I came across, he, he wanted it. What'd you do well, with I mean, all those? They were not worth much. I still have them. Wow. <laughs> They're not worth much and they never will be, but yeah. I did love Frank. No, I was just, this is not the Holy Grail, but a card I was just looking at because I just bought a bunch of soccer cards. It was a Clint Dempsey, Landon Donovan, Christian Pulisic, Triple Auto. That's a card. I, I, it was really cool. And it was just, it was just more than I could justify spending. So I just couldn't do it. But I did buy a Clint national treasures auto i think out of 50 just now so that was cool and a balligan uh the new guy. yeah he's gonna be awesome i have but, i have yeah. a few cards that i have that i i consider grails that one day could be but i don't want to jinx it by putting it out to the world yet those are that's fair um, which uh, NFL rookie are you most looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to having more options when when you're pricing out these breaks. Now it's like two teams, and only on pick your team breaks. Only like the people that want to spend a ton get get you know a chance at chasing a big card, pretty much. And with more quarterbacks and more first round players that are sought after you could balance out a break better um but who would i like the most i i honestly i was just at the panini gts event in california and hendon hooker looks like you know he looks and speaks like he knows like he's got it going for him so that's a little sleeper just just he's big he's like he's like my height but like definitely you know Bigger, (laughs) and (laughs) yeah, he just looks like he's going to be a really good, really good player. 
I think a lot of people have him as a sleeper, but I, that's a good pick. Yeah, I will definitely be taking a few sleeper shots at that card when those come out. I mean, imagine pricing out the breaks if Mr. Irrelevant hadn't bursted onto the scene, how much worse it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. It would just be the Steelers. It would be the Steelers and, and the Jets. And the Jets. And the Jets. And the Jets. But, I mean, Brees Hall getting hurt, too, didn't help. No, but when you – I mean, People re- forgot. realistically, sauce. it's – Yeah, it's, Sauce and Garrett Wilson. This is a new new thing where wide receivers and, and a, even a defensive player, yeah, it, well, I'm curious to see if, it hold, if he will hold his value past the rookie hype because there was no quarterback, so a lot of these players are – got a lot of buzz around them, but – I'm, I would be very afraid to hold a, a sauce card or a Aiden Hutchinson card unless he's, you know, they turn out to be like even like you'd have to have it be like a Deion Sanders right now. Like that's the only defensive player I could think had it is that exciting where people would want his card. It helps that he's got the personality and he's willing to market himself. That's huge. Because that. look at Mike Trout. I mean, all the talent in the world, but like really doesn't doesn't promote himself and you never you never really he's so never he's the quiet him. the best player in baseball and you never you know if he walked into certain stores most people wouldn't know who he is yeah it's that's a failure by the mlb and by trout for sure it's right, yeah, but maybe he doesn't so- you know if he, he doesn't need to be that guy what is you know, he plays it's baseball. It's legacy is secure either way. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more. This is my last question. Then I'll let Ed finish it out with whatever he's got. Uh, it's what is the your favorite card that you ever broke or that we as a company have ever broken for, for a customer? My favorite card that I've ever broke was the Scotty Barnes Black Gold out of prison. Because it was for one of the great one one of my great friends in this hobby, who actually now he he breaks for us. So it, it turned out to be a really good friend. Like like the friendships I've made are awesome, and for me to break that card for one of my good friends in the hobby, who we flew down. You know, he came down for the nationals, and we we. You know, we brought him in and we I hand delivered the card at National and then he sold the card at National and uh that's that's probably the most sat gratifying uh card that I've broken. I also can't remember a lot of them, but I remember that one. And that's Well that's funny. a good that I mean if you if that's the one you remember. Yeah. That's definitely the best card that I've broken. Me, um, I've opened a lot of personally that have been really nice. But that's <laughs> for for somebody else. That's definitely the best one. I just have two more questions. Also, my first one is something we touched on a little bit earlier. Do you think that in the future the market could ever shift to where defensive players become more valuable? I mean, I was on eBay the other day bidding on a JJ Watt rookie card PSA ten. And the final sale price was under 20 bucks. I was pretty stunned. Uh, it seems like guys like that, the Hall of Famers, I don't really understand why there isn't more demand for it. I don't know if it's as simple as offense sells and 
nobody really gets out of their seats for collecting defensive players. But well, think about okay. who gets the paid the most on a football team. It's the quarterback. It's the guy yeah. that gets all the commercials. It's the guy that you know when you need to win a game. More likely than not, you know, the quarterback is marching down the field making the play. Um, that and JJ Watt got hurt all, you know, and defensive players get injured all the time more than the quarterbacks have all these rules. So it's similar to running backs. Ezekiel Elliott, I know he's on the Cowboys, but the guy is one of the best running backs of this generation. And his career's over now. And what, what he, he was around for like, what, seven years? Maybe seven, yeah, I think seven years. Like that. Yeah, right around there. And Tom Brady has been around how many? 20, 20 years. So three times the staying that, yeah. power of, of of that. And, I, you know, that defensive players too. If J.J. Watt probably sells better than other defensive players because he's just a really good guy too. He does a lot for the communities. So that's... But you also, I don't like what, when you were looking at it, what set was it from? I'd have to go back and check. My point was just more that uh, uh, somebody, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, J.J. Watt, is a three-time defensive player of the year. So whatever the equivalent of that on offense would be, like you said, it would probably be a quarterback and the accolades would be more than that. So it might not be an apples to oranges comparison. It just seems like the entry point for a Hall of Famers rookie card for defensive players, pretty significantly below for a quarterback or maybe certain wide receivers, something like that. If you went and looked up jersey sales, where does J.J. Watt rank on jersey sales for the last 10 years? I'd have to think he was top 10 a few years. My guess would be... So maybe in those years his card sold more, but... True. Well, I had off the top of your head, just do you think a Matt Ryan rookie card is worth more than a J.J. Watt rookie card? Because um, I feel like if you're trying to even the playing field to it being defensive versus quarterback, I feel like that's the best comparison I could come up with. Maybe, but Matt Ryan won MVP and almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go Matt ahead Ryan. and say it's not. Do you know the answer to that? or? It's- I don't. I just I just thought of this as we were going, but I, I that was the closest. You know, is Matt Ryan Hall of Famer? Maybe, but if he'd won, I think he would be. So yeah, I don't know. It's just I interesting. Just, like when if you look at who's on the inserts, you know who's got a kaboom. I don't know if Matt Ryan has too many kabooms or downtowns or, you know, J.J. Watt's definitely on a bunch of those. And I would have to That's think true. that J.J. Watt's card sells better than Matt Ryan just over in general. But I could be wrong. I'm not – I don't have that information in front of me. Just no, yeah, as a football fan, I would hope so. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd like to think so. I, I'd but, I mean, like, nowadays – like, but, but, You know, look at, look at who's – a Pro Bowl quarterback wasn't the backup quarterback of the Ravens. Yeah. Like, who's yeah, a superstar a anymore? You're right. I Nobody, forgot yeah, that. Nobody's that collecting that guy's card. Bad. Tyler Huntley. 
Yeah. Yeah, Tyler Huntley. I could had a good couple fantasy weeks though. Trubisky one time Pro Bowler. He was a Pro Bowler too. Yeah, one year. Yeah. <laughs> Injury replacement. They're, they're letting anybody be probably, Everybody probably last year going into the season was loading up on Trubisky because they thought he was gonna, you know, take the Steelers to the promised land and that was a swing and a miss. I would have loved it. Can't throw left. Mm. Um, my last question is the Michael Jordan flu game sneakers that he actually wore in the flu game are oh, for they sale. Just, they just sold. Uh, my question was going to be, do you want to buy them for me and Tom for our podcast studio? No. <laughs> All right. No, I don't. You. I think they sold for like $3 million or something like that. Yeah, it was something absurd. I'm gonna go look that up. It's over. It's over a million now. Yeah, eight days left. Yeah, but it's over. It's definitely over. Yeah, Adam, you're not getting those shoes for any studio unless you. All right, and or you better make some more episodes and get some more followers on here if you think you're getting flu game shoes. <laughs> That'll rack up the eBay sales. Yeah. <laughs> better get posting. Get listing the rest of the cards you're supposed to. <laughs> get, all right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. All right. Thanks for uh, coming on, Mike. I hope you enjoyed it. And yeah. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll bring me back whenever you want. I, you know, if you just make sure I don't have to put the little kid to bed, who's you know clearly he said good night, Adam. He's good night, Adam. He's gone. <laughs> he's, he's waiting for me. I gotta go tuck him in. So, all right, guys. Go tell him that. Cool. Thanks, to show me some respect. I will. I will <laughs> give him the whole Uncle Tom says, show me some respect. All right, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Okay, on to this week's awards. Uh, I guess I'll go first because you let off the one big thing and kicked off the Mike interview, which was really fun. It was a blast having him on. Um, so my first award of the week is the Kobe Bryant to the Bulls 2007 Trade Award. This is okay. This is going to a player. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know. Uh, this is going to a player who who should have been traded or nearly was traded, but wasn't. <sighs> this is going to. I don't know. We're <laughs> on to something with the. Almost was traded, but wasn't. It is going to... So the award is being given for narrowly missing out on what would have been a disastrous trade for the immediate and or long-term future of a franchise. All right, lay it on me. I don't know. So I don't know if you saw the reports that came out over the last few days, but it seems like the Eagles were on the brink of landing oh, I Russell did. Wilson. The reported mm-hmm. package would have been Jalen Hurts, Josh Sweat, three first-round picks, and a second-round pick. Obviously, yeah. the Eagles made the Super Bowl off the back of most of that trade. Um, Russell Wilson had a hugely disappointing year in Denver. The coach didn't last a full season and if Kobe was traded to the Bulls, the Lakers wouldn't have won those two titles at the end of the 2000s. And who knows? I mean, just the whole icon of Kobe would have been totally different. 
Not that he wouldn't have been one of the 10 greatest players ever still, but could you imagine? I mean, for so many reasons, that changes all of Lakers history. And it also, imagine Kobe having to play in Michael's shadow like that. He was a carbon copy of him. That is such a, exactly. He played so much like him. That is such a crazy thought to imagine him as 24 on the Bulls or eight, I guess, probably. But it's cooler if he's 24. It would be, yeah. Oh, wait, so this, yeah, that's, I totally, totally, totally forgot that that was a, a thing. I also, when I was guessing, I, I couldn't get, I couldn't get the NBA out of my head. Yeah. So I heard of this news, but I was just thinking of an NBA trade. And then I was like, who could have popped? Like, was there a Jokic trade I missed? Like, or a near Jokic trade I missed? <laughs> so I couldn't get that out of my head. No, yeah, that uh, would have been, that would have been a nightmare. For the Lakers, it would have been a nightmare for the Eagles. They yeah, might have been both real bad for winning the championships because they didn't do that trade. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, the Eagles owe Russell Wilson a gift or something for refusing to be traded there. They, they got to get him, I don't know, a, a mug or something, anything to reward him for that. Just one little mug that says Broncos country, let's ride. Yes, and then just on one side it can say that on the back it can it can say thank you because they're yeah, very great. Daniel Hackett. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so I'll go on to my award. My first award is the White and Gold Dress Award. Okay, so this and, yeah should be going to something that is unbelievably obvious and really not even up for debate as is the case with the white and gold dress that lunatics just dangerous to society were out there mm-hmm. <laughs> saying was what blue and brown blue and black i think yeah something like that so this is yeah. this is just for a large contingent of abhorrent opinions it's you're you're sort of spot on okay you this is like this could be the one if you're able to to get to where i am but i don't know if you will but you're right there (laughs) um i don't i don't know where to go from there with that one i just feel like it's it's going to a player it's going to a player is it a conspiracy thing it's not a conspiracy thing. It's just everyone's talking one way as if one thing is even remotely possible, but everyone knows that it's not. Everyone knows that the dress was white and gold, but there were some people that just had to talk about it as if it wasn't. That's what this is. Okay. So this is probably going to people that think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no. You mean now good enough. Yes. But, but um no, it is not. It's going to LeBron James because he's the master manipulator of the media and he had to just put out there that he might retire just to get everyone still talking about him as if there was ever any possibility that he was ever going to retire. We all know that he is playing at least another year or two and pro- could probably even play longer. So he's, he's only putting this out there so that people keep talking about him during the finals. So I actually, I like LeBron. I 
I think that we are in store for the first multi-year retirement tour when he does call it quits. I don't think he's going to dunk in it. If anybody in history is doing a retirement tour, it's Coach K and it's LeBron. (laughs) Coach K deserved it, and so does LeBron. But it's – yes, it's – there's just no way that he would go out and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm retiring. See you later. Like, no. Yeah, thanks, guys. No, LeBron. You're going to get all your awards. You're going to take all your – you're going to get the the Jeter and I think Mariano treatment. They're the two that I remember getting Some, and Big Poppy, I think. Someone will make him a rocking chair because they all got one. Yeah, out of all the bats that LeBron broke. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the bat part. Oh, that was nice. yeah. It was just Mo that got that? Yeah, that was Mo. That oh, that's was really Mo. cool. That is, it is very cool. Well, that, give that, it to... That'll go on the episode of coolest sports gifts. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's my first award. I, I you were you were spot on with the reasoning. You were right there, but it was just I I, I knew you couldn't get from point A to point B. Yeah. Um. So my second award is probably gonna piss you off a little because it is just totally unfair because it's impossible to guess. <laughs> Because there's just a huge caveat that there is absolutely no way that you could pick out by the name of the award. It's the Carolina okay. Panthers Award. Feel free. The floor is yours if you want to throw out a guess. I mean, this could go a million different ways. Yeah, and it's a guarantee if you guess all million, it's going to be the million at first. Uh, okay, just... I might not even guess the reasoning. I might just guess a player. Is it? It's a player. No, it's it's actually another franchise, but not a football team. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm trying to think so far outside the box that it's it's hurting my head it's not even an outside the box thing this is just like there's there's no possible way that you could guess the the qualifier for this award the the i yeah my guess is was going to be a team that is relying on an undersized player to carry their franchise (laughs) that was that was all i could could this award goes to the 2008 dunk contest in that case (laughs) that's not who it's going to to. i'm just saying if it was was that if that was what the award was for being carried by an undersized player then it would go to the only dunk contest okay (laughs) thank god that's not it (laughs) i was about to end the recording so this award is going to the best expansion franchise and the qualifier that is out of left field's left field is post Dr. Dre releasing the Chronic in 1992 because that's when the Carolina Panthers were formed. No, sorry, 93. That was after the Chronic. So it's the best expansion team post-93? Post yeah. Or 92? Um, and it's not a... Carolina Panthers have appeared in two Super Bowls. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this is going to be... You know I don't do well with dates. That's that's the thing. 
I like for me to figure out a team that's an expansion franchise from a year is is asking a lot of me. Not a numbers guy. Not a numbers podcast. True. Not a numbers podcast. Uh, uh, so this award is going to go to the Vegas Golden Knights. And I was thinking hockey. I almost said Kraken. So I actually left out one more qualifier, and it is okay. asterisk that has not won a championship because I forgot about the Lightning when I was originally doing this award. But we adapt okay. on the fly, and we will add that qualifier. The Golden Knights haven't won? No, but this is their second finals that they've been in, and they've only been around since 2017, I believe. Feels they like lost. they've been in the finals every year. They lost in the Stanley Cup Finals to the Capitals in their first year of existence. I really I remember that one. And they're up one nothing against the Florida Panthers right now. Okay, this must be a ratings darling for the NHL. Yeah, I mean it's it's not the it's certainly not Nuggets Heat. Fair enough. That's really all I got for my second award. Okay. All right. I'll, uh, I warned you, it was a stretch. It was just, it, it was a stretch. It was hard to get to, but also there's no way you're ever going to guess my next one. So, you know, this is just on us. Lay it on. <laughs> All right. My next award is – it is the 80 for Brady Award. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it going to Thunderstruck starring Kevin Durant? It's not going to a movie, but the reason you chose Thunderstruck might be the right reasoning. Hall of Famer that took an ill-advised turn into acting during his career? That is the truth, but that is not the reasoning behind the award. Because you gotta remember, it's not the Thunderstruck award. It's the 80... Oh, you're saying because Brady foray into acting? Yeah, but... I guess the more I think about it, Brady's turn to acting is probably not ill-advised. It's probably among the more well-advised things that's probably ever happened. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So it's no. It's uh, Do you want one more hack at the reasoning, or do you want me to tell you? No, definitely. It is... I'm going to take movies starring guys who have a jersey behind you that also beat the star of a bad movie in a championship for a hundred, Tom. That is not the reasoning. <laughs> and <laughs> I couldn't even follow you where you got to at a certain point. I know it was one of these two jerseys, but I, I don't know where we were. You no, are. it's going to a, a player who shouldn't exist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because 80 for Brady's a movie that shouldn't exist. Okay, I like that. I am going to go with the entirety of the New York Mets. Because what's the point? No, it's a, that's a different kind of existing. I'm talking uh, – I'll just tell you it. It's, it's going to Nikola Jokic because at a time where centers – there's less dominant centers than ever for the best player in the NBA to be a center and one who at a time where athleticism is more important than ever, one who's – not even close to his best trait is his athleticism. It's in today's NBA, the fact that a player like him exists is insane. Just like the fact that someone in Hollywood thought that 80 for Brady was a good idea is insane. It's a just, it's the same level of insanity. 
it's just it's just unthinkable. It's just like when what when in the last twenty years has there been a player resembling him that's been this dominant? Uh, there's there never has been, and you can go past twenty years because you're getting some of the best traits from Hall of Fame big men like Bill Walton's passing. Um, yes, like someone like Bosch's like three point shooting. Um, yeah, and it's just got, all, at yeah. the, the highest level all at once at the biggest on the biggest stage. It's and he's doing it all at a higher level too. It's it's yeah. Then then all of those traits. He's the best passing big man we've ever seen. He is efficient from three and from the field like Bosch. It's it's so if you go from old to new NBA, is he's exuding all of those characteristics, except. He's not athletic. So it's why it's all impossible. Exactly. Which is why it is impossible and he should not exist. If he wins a ring this year, which would obviously come with finals MVP, just top, top of your head, quick math. He is a top what player of all time. I don't think there is even an argument against him being top 30. No, dude, I was going way higher. Higher. I was going to go top 20. I, I'm i not going to argue top 20. Top of my head? I, that's, that is, I'm just that's without considering all of the other top 20. Because, like, I, this is off the top of my head. But I, it's hard for me to imagine that there would be 20 players based on just his two MVPs and his championship that warrant that spot over him. Yeah. That's elite territory and is totally totally carries that team they he is dominant in his impact on the game no matter how he plays he had three Mm -hmm. shots in the first half of the last game they're up by 17 and a half it's it's crazy he's just super impactful i mean you saw it last year when jamal murray and um michael porter jr were out he carried a team that belonged in the lottery to the playoffs it's Luca couldn't he doesn't get to this year. No. Well, and the Mavs should be embarrassed for what they did. In a year where the eight seed made it to the finals and another what, what were the Lakers? Nine? Coming in. Well, I guess technically eight after the play. Yeah. So you had two eight seeds that made it to the conference finals or later, and they decided to tank the season away and tank a playoff spot away. When you have two of the best players in the world on your team and you decide to not even take a chance. When you traded for one of them at the trade deadline to go all in. That's gonna I don't be, even know how we got here, but they just I they that really annoyed me. That's gonna be a, a pretty I mean, they might not even bring Kyrie back, but if they do, that's that's probably not gonna bode well for Luke, the rest of Luca's career as a Maverick. I think it'll probably spell the end of his career as a Maverick. And it's not, not I mean, a, not immediately, but it's and that again, yeah, not a knock on Kyrie. It's just those two aren't good enough to win a championship. You would think, but I mean, they could have maybe been this year. But it's, yeah, I just think at a certain point, you're either winning or you're not, and he's going to want to. I definitely think it's for me. From me, it's a knock on Kyrie. I mean, I don't know how many guys in the league are less reliable than that. That's true, but in just in terms of talent and, you know, it, I do think he, when he plays, he leaves it all out on the floor, you know? 
any as a competitor. It's just, you're right, the, there is the unreliability aspect of it. But assuming all things fell in place, I guess was my point. Fair. That they'd, they'd have a chance. I think if they bring him back on what would be a big deal, it's kind of going to be very similar to uh, Rudy Gobert's situation in Minnesota. We're just uh, they didn't give up team. as no, but the contract. I mean, I get what you're saying. The contract would be a hindrance, but the the Timberwolves also gave up like ten ever. years of flexibility and first trade ever for it. Yeah, and it's not even close. But but I do think that Lucas seemingly is one of the only guys that has played with Kyrie that like doesn't seem to really like him and vibe with him. That's true. Everyone else seems to. Yeah, even the guys in Boston. Guys from Brooklyn, they they all like Kyrie. So KD, for some reason, still rides with Kyrie Irving. But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like Luke is really meshing too well with him. So even if the contract financially isn't crippling and they didn't give up a boatload of assets, it's still probably not going to go well, which is kind of strange coming from a franchise like the Mavericks, who for years have seemed like they were pretty well run. Cuban's been the owner forever. They won a title. Mm-hmm. And they had one of the all-time great Eastern European guys already. Uh, not Eastern European for Dirk, but European guys. Either way. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, you're right. It's it's a sh- It was a shocking turn of events for what seemed like one of the most steady franchises in the league. I mean, even firing Rick Carlisle was shocking at the time. I, I might have been time, and he might have been not meshing with Luka, but it just – he was one of the most steady coaches in the league for however many years. Yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. That's, uh, Good that about wraps it up for awards. Sweet. Good awards. We uh, can't fist bump today, but. Neither can Shad and Sharp and Skip anymore. I don't know if you saw that clip on I did. Twitter. Fist I did, but I then Life the, support. But all the people were commenting below it, like, Apparently, they've done that since COVID. Oh, really? I, I'm going to shoot for that. Sorry. Okay. No, no I just – I know you watch the show, so I know – but I so I thought you would have uh, – because I had no idea. I don't watch the show from beginning to end all the time, forever. I it's rarely just, like, do anymore, honestly. It's hard to. Yeah, so that's – yeah, so that's probably – either way. That was, all, that was all the discourse on Twitter. I wasn't involved in it. I was just reading it. We'll have to we'll have to at some point maybe next week discuss the potential fallout of the media landscape after Shea Shea departs. Unk. <laughs> well, let's see where he goes next. Maybe he'll be on first take next week. Did you see? I guess we'll just do this a bit now. Stephen A. posted a clip on Twitter where he said it was just Stephen A.'s radio show, and he's looking into the camera and he goes, "If my bosses at ESPN." want to explore the possibility of bringing Shannon Sharp on first take, that is something I support. Is that not Stephen A. saying, I want Shannon Sharp on first take? That's exactly what he's saying. I didn't I didn't hear any of this either. That was pure, I, was, I was joking when I said that, so that's no, pretty wild that it's, yeah. that it's even a possibility. But I, yeah. I doubt it would happen. I don't know. We'll see. After the finals. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right, good awards. So, good awards. Uh, you want to go to trivia? Oh, sure. Is it my week? Oh, it is your week. Oh, geez. It's your week to guess. I know. Okay, so 
I have kind of a fun one. This is going to be, as of now, deals currently inked one through, let's go through five. Uh, do you want to go five or ten, or would you like to hear what it is first before you make that? <laughs> Let me hear what it is first. It it's it's going to be projected cap hits in the NBA for next season. You don't have to guess the numbers, just the rankings. The players? Yes. I can't guess I can't guess it in order. You don't have to guess in order, I but cannot. I will tell you the order. Okay. But do you want to do five right. or ten? Let's start with five. Let's All see right. how five goes. Sure. And, but so I guess if there's any that are in the top ten, don't tell me where they are. Oh, you know what? Damn it. Let's just do ten. That All doesn't right. make any sense. Because then I'm not gonna know who I already guessed. Yeah. All right, let's do ten. If you think I can do ten. Yeah. All right. All right. So number I guess I'll just go off on my head. Projected is this this currently signed, right? As currently signed. So if Kyrie signs okay. a mega deal tomorrow, yeah, yeah. this okay. So um, LeBron, LeBron is third. He's in a tie, a three-way tie for third place. Steph, Steph is number one. Dame, Dame Dalla is actually yes, he's tied for eighth, and he cl- tied for eighth in a three-way tie, which closes out the top ten. Okay. Embiid? Embiid is fifth in a three-way tie. Sorry, in three-way tie for third. And close, okay. closes out the top five. Okay. KD? You have, yes, you have one, two, and two of the guys tied for third, and one of the guys tied for eighth now. Okay. Um... At any moment Man. where you would like to hear who you've guessed, let me know. I have them written oh, down. Okay. Giannis? Giannis, yes. He is tied for eighth with Dame and one other guy to close out the top ten. Luca. Let me just write down Giannis quickly. Luca is not in the top ten, actually. Okay. He is tied um, 16th as things stand now. Okay. Um, it's got to be... It's because it's guys who have, like, uh, Kawhi. Yes, Kawhi is tied. You have now. You now have the three guys that are tied for eighth. Yeah, so I it's I need Which to. Are, I'm trying to think of factoring in longevity. That's really the key. It's Dame, Giannis, and Kawhi that are tied for eighth. They are all. They will all be making forty five. Point six four million next year. Okay, so if Kawhi is at the bottom, I'm assuming Paul George isn't on there. Paul George is actually on there. Okay, so I'll take Paul George. That was me half guessing. Yeah, I didn't know if just to say no or no, no. That was yeah, I was. That was me kind of asking you to to tell me. <laughs> so Paul George is seventh. He is making. Um, he's making sixty dollars more than Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, it's a comical, comical amount 
that's um, that's won't even buy one cup of Jimmy Butler's coffee in like two years. He plans to charge a hundred dollars per cup. I don't know if you heard. Okay, the, the, is that the big head coffee or is that the big face? The Hemi buckets of oh, big face. Because big face, that's apparently street talk for a Benjamin. Oh, uh, I did not know that. Me neither. But it's I pretty- thought he just thought he. I thought he. I thought he thought he had a big face or something, and it was like a nickname. Or- Me too, but now it's a critical part of my vernacular. Okay, it won't be part of mine, but that's all I can promise you. All right, so you have one, two, three, Clay. four, five, six, seven. You have eight guys. Clay. No, Clay is not on here. He's twelfth. Chris Paul. No, Chris Paul either. Book? No Booker. Wow. Jokic? Yes, Jokic is on here. Jokic is part of the three-way tied for third with Embiid and one other guy. I don't have the the tied for third. I'm missing that one. Missing the the third leg of the tied for third trio. So far, you've guessed. No, sorry. You guessed LeBron. I'm dumb. I have them written down. You've got all the guys tied for third. You're missing one guy. What spot do we know? Six. Oh, right. Right in the middle. All right. Uh, I'm shocked shocked it wasn't Chris Paul. It's a guy that has you historically way further from a championship than Chris Paul. Playing for a franchise that specializes in not getting close to a championship. There's a lot of teams like that. And specializes in alliteration of his name. That's a good hint. Thank you. For some reason, I obviously, I know this is not it, but my brain immediately went to Aaron Aflalo. <laughs> that was my first example of alliteration. It's not Aaron Aflalo, but in case I know, you know what alliteration meant, that is a great example. Yes, it's the AA. Ah, oh, damn it! This You're is gonna piss me very, off. Very close with AA. It's not AA though. The initials are not AA. So how am I close? <laughs> What's is close? BD? Yeah. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is has the. I should have known that. I should have known that. Forty-six point seven five million next year. I did, yeah, that was impossible. So the list. No, I should have known it. I'm just saying, rid- ridiculous that Bradley Beal has that contract. He got the supermax to stay in Washington. It was the whole thing. So that's it's, gonna haunt me. I'm gonna lose sleep over that. It's Steph, KD. In third, it's LeBron, Jokic, and Embiid. Then it's Beal. Then Paul George. The three-way tie for eighth is Kawhi, Giannis, and Dame. Eleventh is Jimmy Buckets. Twelfth, Clay Thompson. Thirteenth, Rudy Gobert. I wouldn't have guessed Gobert, but Jimmy was going to be my next guess. Rudy Gobert, unlucky number 13, and probably the unluckiest thing to happen to Anthony Edwards' career in Minnesota. And uh, A-Rods. Should be a Hall of Famer. Should be all favor. Still maintaining our position. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? No, I think that about does it. Feel free to like, subscribe, rate well, and leave nice comments.